There's someone outside. Oh no. In the distance. Who, who is that? I thought they were dead. Oh, that's just my neighbor. Oh. Yeah. Hey, Gail. Well, how you oh, doing? All right. All right. Well, this seemed fun for a second. Mm. Um, oh, well. I don't like her. <laughs> Who does? I wish she would die. Welcome back to Judgment. So, this is week three yeah. of our Halloween bonus episodes. Mm -hmm. We hope you have enjoyed the first two. Mm -hmm. And tonight we will go in into our spooky spectacular, we will be doing another snap judgment, uh -huh. this time on the movie Dead and Buried. Oh, yes. Uh, pretty obscure little thing we found on Shudder, but it was really good, it as I remember. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stan Winston did special effects. It was a lot of good time. Yeah. Grandpa Joe from uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is in it. By the way, have we ever seen Grandpa Joe in anything else? <laughs> No. I don't think so. <laughs> that is why we refer to him as Grandpa Jim. Yeah, fair point. Uh, fair point. Yeah, so another snap judgment coming at you guys. Mm -hmm. um, again, a good time. Mm -hmm. We hope you enjoy this bonus episode. Yep. So, uh, again, just the rules for snap judgment. This is a movie that uh, will probably never be any count in any countdown that we do. And Negative. it's a movie that Blaine and I both had not seen. Those are the rules for the snap judgment. Right. Right. So this is how we ended up with uh, Dead and Buried, which we were pleasantly surprised by. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the next thing you guys are going to hear is just me and Blaine going through uh, some... Our usual stuff. Our usual stuff. Um, as all... <laughs> I will say, as always, uh, we did record these episodes a while ago. So <laughs> if you hear Blaine or me mention anything about Olivia Newton-John, that's mm -hmm. our bad. Right. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Well, time has passed. Yeah. Time has gone by. So just keep that in mind. Um... But yeah, anything else? That's fun? it. No. Okay. I mean, well, uh, for most of our stuff, just remember, uh, we do go into these movies in depth. Uh, so there's going to be some spoilers ahead, but let's have some fun. Enjoy. Tonight, we are going a little outside of our horror movie bracket and we will be doing another snap judgment episode as jill is currently out of town i believe she is in potter's bluff potter's bluff yeah. of all places why do you say potter's bluff andrew <laughs> well i believe it's somewhere in new england or pacific northwest maybe who we're knows? not sure who knows really? um she <laughs> but <laughs> that's because we are reviewing the movie dead and buried from 1981. Which is set in Potter's Bluff. There, there we are. I really hope Jill's not actually there because... It seems like a bad place to be. Uh, yeah, a lot of shit went down in <laughs> Potter's Bluff. But yes, so we are doing another Snap Judgment episode. Mm -hmm. Angie, would you like to uh, remind the audience what a Snap Judgment episode is all about? Sure. So on our Snap Judgments, this is where we take a movie that no one has seen... We watch it together, and we offer our judgment on that movie. It does not affect any of our brackets, but we will have a lot to say about it. Yes, and by <laughs> no one has seen, that would be no one in our podcast group. Well, for this movie, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We don't know how many people saw this movie, but we know that neither Andrew or myself have seen it. Until for sure. 
just earlier this evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, would you like to start by reading the synopsis? Again, we mm-hmm. saw this movie on the Shudder app, which is yep. where we get a lot of our horror movies from, and Shudder provides a nice little overview um, of what this movie is all about. So yeah, on the Shutter app, the Shutter app has really supplied us with some good horror movies for this. Good so, stuff. Good stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. So again, Shutter, if you're looking for a podcast sponsor, <laughs> just let us know. Let us know. We're open for it, and we're very cheap. <laughs> just let us know. All okay. right. So yeah, we'll just read the synopsis, kind of give you an idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here we go. Do you want to start? Yeah, Dead and Buried, 93 minutes long, 1981 release date. Mm-hmm. Here's the synopsis. In Potter's Bluff, unsuspecting visitors are being brutally murdered by groups of locals. But when the sheriff starts to investigate, he uncovers a dark conspiracy involving voodoo, witchcraft, and his own wife. Exclamation mark. <laughs> Gary Sherman's Bradbury-esque Chiller boasts an impressive horror pedigree, including effects by Stan Winston, a script from the writers of Alien, and Robert England in a supporting role. But the scary standout is surely Willy Wonka's Jack Albertson, who delivers a wonderfully wicked performance as the creepy town mortician with some long-buried secrets. Fair very good read. Um, yes. Someone was really proud to write this one, for Dang, sure. Yes. Somebody over at Shutter really want to get their hands on this uh, description. There. So let's walk through some of the highlights of this. I know you recognize some of these names, Andrew. Yes. Um, the first thing I want to ask, Bradbury-esque, <laughs> is that Ray Bradbury? That's, that's what I was thinking. I don't know if I'm getting Ray Bradbury from this movie. I, well, he was like a sci-fi guy, right? Uh, well, he, was Fahrenheit 451? Yeah, that was okay. kind of a sci-fi-ish. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I get but that. But was it about a town full of people who were killing each other? I don't I, I, I don't, don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> okay, so yeah. we'll go next to um, uh, script writers of Alien. Yes, which include... Our good friend Dan O'Bannon, which we know from Alien, and our other movie that we selected, Return of the Living Dead. That's pretty good to have. Just out of the handful of movies we watched, three. Three entries from one guy? That's not bad at all. That's pretty crazy. He's, he's, I mean, give it to Dan O'Bannon. We really have covered him in our countdown here. Um, um. Now, Robert England, Freddy Krueger's own. Yeah, I like how they called him out in this. <laughs> yeah, uh, when, I w- <laughs> we could argue that supporting role is very generous. That's, yeah, that's a <laughs> very generous. That's a strong statement there. Yeah, uh, he was in it. <laughs> he did speak, and I don't know if giving uh, any kind of performance at all, but he was in this. Super supportive. Three years before. A uh, nightmare. Yeah. Well. So. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, we see mention of Willy Wonka's Jack Albertson, 
For those who don't know who Jack Albertson is, he is Grandpa George from Willy Wonka. Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe. <laughs> I was who like, the, who the fuck is, Grandpa is George? George? <laughs> Grandpa Joe. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I had to really think about that. Yes, Grandpa Joe. He's got a golden ticket. Um, he Okay. Maybe we should just start by giving our overview before we jump into the big basics, I guess. I mean, not our overview, our initial rating. Okay. Our initial thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. um, Let's do the overview one more time. Initial thoughts. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. This was a wild movie. I I don't know how I feel about it. I don't feel super strongly either way. Uh-huh. It was kind of just, you know, meh. Uh-huh. It was like a meh for me. Okay. All right. How about you? Do you have a thumb for it? Oh, I'll give it one thumb up. Okay. I'm going to shock you. Since we've watched this, I've really thought about it and how much I actually kind of liked it. Oh, really? I did. I'm going to have to give this a two thumb upper. Wow. It felt just a little long for me. I, you know what? I was going to say, my only uh, real complaint about it is it was a li- just a shy bit too for long. For what it was. I think for it, what it was. It could have been wrapped up in probably 12 to 15 minutes less yeah. runtime. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't bad. There were some scenes that were way too long for what they should be. There, uh, yeah, I have some written down. So yeah. We'll mm-hmm. talk about them. But, but overall, it was it was enjoyable. It was an enjoyable what movie. It was, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, with those thumbs in mind, uh huh, you want to start working away through this. Thing? Yeah, let's do this. Okay. Okay. So, well, we I guess we'll just start at the beginning. So we open oh, up on like might a, as well do it. Yeah. <laughs> on a, uh, there's a guy on the beach taking some pictures, and he's a photographer. Yep. Um, and all of a sudden, we hear some sexy music start playing. Just the just hottest saxophone. Exactly like that. <laughs> yes. And this hot hot girl appears, and the yes. photographer starts flirting with her, taking her picture, and then uh, they they give each other names. Yeah, they give he each other he names. gets the name of Freddie. She na- says that he looks like a Freddie. And he said he gave her the name Lisa because I always wanted to meet a Lisa. Always wanted to meet a Lisa, which is the weirdest thing to say to anybody. I think. <laughs> I mean, I can think of weirder things, but that, I, probably in this movie. <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so speaking of things that went on too long, we start out of the gate. This photo shoot. This was way too long so for what the, was happening. The guy on the beach starts taking photos of the girl like a impromptu photo shoot and it goes on forever it he had to have taken a thousand photos of her he had to have changed film and then she whipped her tits out her boobs came out and then freddie gets fucked up out of nowhere i thought you were gonna say freddie gets fingered (laughs) (laughs) freddie gets fingered yes so at that point after this what seems like 20 minutes of photo session uh there were a bunch of people that surround Freddy. Uh, pretty much beat the shit out of him with uh, shovels and crowbars. Various, various implements. And um, they, 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 
It was like a bunch of ragtag fishermen gang. Yeah. And we find out that the girl called Lisa is involved. And they essentially tie Freddy to a pole with a fishnet and set him on fire. Light him on fire. Dump gas on him and light him on fire. Light him Um, up. And the whole time, they are taking pictures of him. (laughs) With with some wild camera stuff. They got all the cameras. (laughs) Um, and that's how we start the movie. That's kind of mm-hmm. setting the stage for what's going to go on throughout the runtime. Uh, I mean, we really don't know at that point what the fuck is happening. We don't. We don't. <laughs> but that continues to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Agreed. So, yeah. So at that point, we then move to it is now nighttime, and there is a car turned over that's on fire. It was Freddy's. Freddy's VW van that we saw him drive up in. Yes. So it appears that someone tried to stage an accident, obviously, Mm -hmm. and stuffed Freddy's body in it. Burnt. Burnt. And they burnt the car. I do want to say this. That special effects, though, was really good. It was Give Stan Winston some credit. And you know what else I'm going to say about this scene? (laughs) So (laughs) this is where we meet the sheriff. The sheriff shows up to kind of... There's a dead body on the road, so he's got to check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they bring uh, Willy Wonka. Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe, <laughs> who's the mortician of this town, mm-hmm. uh, to check out the body. Correct. And he sits down to look. Again, the van's upside down. Mm-hmm. He's looking at the body. And then the body turns and screams. It screams. It was... It, it basically I, was just a charred skeleton yeah. that screamed. I mean, it it literally... And Andrew... I had a jump. He jumped. <laughs> he actually jumped. I don't I do not do a jump scare very much. This one But got I got to tell you, when that thing... Hey. <laughs> but when that... Because what I was doing is I was looking at the special effect. I was like... Fuck, that's a really good that's burn body. Good. And then when it screamed, scared the shit out of me. When that fucking skeleton screamed in my face. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that was, that yeah, was pretty so good. So got to give it credit on that. <laughs> right out of the gates, basically. That's the first 10 minutes and we get <laughs> the screaming burnt skeleton. Yes. And Andrew's jumping out of his, his shoes over here. Well, you know. So I, I don't say I fell off the couch. I just I, mean, I jumped back. You did jump back. <laughs> yeah, that was a good, that was one of the better jump scares that we've seen <laughs> in this whole it, countdown. It to be honest, good. yeah, it was so unsuspected. Yeah, like I thought that body was surely gone. It, <laughs> it was. It, so I mean, charred. Later on, we talk. First of all, after seeing that scene, I thought this body. I thought this guy was done. I thought if anything, like any life he had left, was let out in that scream. But we've come to conclude that that wasn't the end of our friend uh, Freddy there. No, not or that. George, as they come to call him later on. Yeah. So all right, before we move on, I'm going to jump back to the scene where they were burning Freddy slash <laughs> yeah. George. Mm-hmm. Uh, after they light him on fire, kind of, or right before they light him on fire, kind of pans to the group of people who are attacking him. So you kind of see all the faces of the people who are involved. Yes. Um, yes. And later through the movie, you kind of start to see those people around the town. Mm-hmm. 
So in, in the scene right after the charred body screams, yeah. you start to see some of the people in the town, and, and I just... <laughs> you had a very strange reaction to the first lady that we see. Yeah, so <laughs> right when they're like kicking George's ass on the beach, they the lady in this like who walks up to like basically light him on fire. She was the one who lit him on fire. It yeah. centers in on her like she's the mastermind ringleader. The most important like if this was a gang, she's the head of this gang. Yeah, that's what it appeared. <laughs> yeah. And then we see her in like a couple scenes later, and she's she's just a waitress at the local <laughs> diner. Yep. Uh, Blaine's reaction was, "Oh, the leader's a waitress." <laughs> I don't know why that disappointed me, but or why that couldn't be you true. <laughs> I mean, and just the strangest look out of this lady—just two little beehives on her head. Kind of looked like Minnie Mouse. It was pretty wild, but uh, yeah. Anyway, maybe that's maybe that says something about me. Maybe I should be more open minded. That waitresses could be part. They could have other things going on. You don't mm-hmm. just because you're a waitress. I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't count that as a limitation on your. You could lead a gang of killer town people yeah, if you're a waitress. All for white sure. people too, by the way. Not a single, not a single one black person. Which leads me to believe that in this movie, later on, Grandpa Joe might have had. A little racist bone in his body, to be honest. I think so. (laughs) Anyway, um, so yes, so we now see some of the people that killed uh, this man. Well, tried to kill. Oh, tried to kill. Yeah, because I was under the assumption this man was way gone. Uh, At that point, I believe we meet the hotelier of the town, uh, whose name I didn't get. No, no, we did not. Oh, what's next? Um, actually, what happens after we see the the waitress is we watch a drunk guy stumble around. Oh yeah, for about forty five minutes. Oh uh, my, again, it why so long? Why did he have to get? So he got in a rowboat for a second <laughs> and was just talking mad shit. About, Poured some whiskey in a dead yeah. fish's mouth. Um, <laughs> All was so unnecessary. The note I wrote for this was, I have not understood one word this man has said. No. <laughs> no, and it goes so long. It's so long. He is too into this drunk part because he didn't speak one word that I could understand. No, and then out of nowhere, the town people show up and harpoon his ass. I mean, and just destroy him they cut his face open cut his throat <laughs> stab him in the stomach it's pretty vicious all the while still taking pictures though and filming oh yeah with mm-hmm. bright ass lights <laughs> those just those remind me of lights that you put on like a truck you yeah. know what i mean like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those giant lights they were using uh yeah so the drunk who <laughs> got destroyed now does he now this is i know i'm getting off topic and out of order, but does he show back up? I don't recall seeing him. I don't either, but again, another thing I want to point out that's a downgrade on this movie is this movie at certain points is so goddamn dark that I can't tell anything. It gets pretty dark. It gets pretty dark, but yeah, I don't know if he reappeared, but anyway, so yes. So after that, the next scene that I felt had a noteworthy part, we go to 
the morgue, basically, the mortician's oh, yeah. office. I skipped way ahead. Yes, Grandpa <laughs> Joe's office, and yeah. he's he's preparing an old lady's body mm-hmm. for burial. Uh, it's a very inconsequential scene, although you're just seeing how he kind of really is into making up bodies. I mean, if he just said, I go home every night and jerk off to the things I do in this place, I would have believed him. Because that speech he gives... I, I think he's jerking off there, Andrew. He's definitely he's jerking going, off he's there. He's going home. No. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure he lives there. I'm pretty sure he's fucking these bodies, too. I wouldn't uh, be surprised. <laughs> so the thing that I took away from this, again, a weird <laughs> observation... Yeah. Is that at the end he puts glasses on the dead body, and then I was thinking, I don't think I've ever been to a funeral, not or once. viewing, and seen a dead body wearing glasses, even with people who wore glasses. Yeah, living. I I agree with you. I've never seen glasses on a dead body before. It's very strange. Which now makes me think I need to update my will to make sure. They put glasses on me. Otherwise, no one how, will be able to remember me. <laughs> this is how I know you. They will be like, I walked into the wrong funeral. <laughs> yeah, because our grandfather wore glasses. Every day of his life. But didn't have them at <laughs> Did his Not at all. Didn't throw those on. What a mind job. Yeah. Never thought about it. Yeah, until you mentioned it. That's a good point. Never once. But, yeah, dumb observation, but had to call it out. Yeah. And then we go to the... Hotelier. Yes, the Hotelier. Ben, I believe was his name. Now, he gets a phone call. Remember the... uh, I also want to say, there's a lot... This movie does go out of its way, probably even more than Sleepaway Camp, to give you red herrings about this movie. Because it does everything it can to make you think it is not Grandpa Joe. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Like he gets the, f- and they ask him, he gets asked about, do you think the body could have been moved and burns it? And he said, no, I don't know. And then he gets the phone call and God, I don't remember what the phone call was about, but it takes the sheriff away. Oh, they find the drunk guy dead. Yeah, That's the what it was. Guy. They find him dead on the beach. And the note I read about this is uh, the drunk that they find is sitting in like, this decrepit, rotted rowboat. And my note I wrote down was, they really need to clean up the beaches around here. Because this place is a fucking pigsty on their beaches. There is nothing but destroyed boats. Well, it's run by dead people. Liter- well, you know what? That's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair point. What are they worried about? But you know they'd probably get more tourists that they can fuck around with if they cleaned up a little bit. <laughs> That's true. You know? Just saying. That's true. It seems like they have a plan here, and they're not doing a good job. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about this, it's starting to make less and less sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> you we'll, really lay it out. Yeah, I don't want to get... Let's get to the end, and I, then we'll and really... And then we'll point out some of the dumb shit. Maybe we'll really pull this together. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to. Don't think so. But yeah, so... Back to Ben, the hotel guy. Okay, good, good. Yes, so the sheriff, I guess, is just wandering through town, meets up with Ben. So he's been on the street, right? Yeah, because he thinks Freddie, burnt guy, was staying at Ben's hotel. So he wanted to check it out. Yeah. Check out his room. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, you're correct. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're Sorry, correct. I was, just, I was just kind of setting the stage there. But yeah. Uh, so yes, he shows up. Uh, <laughs> and this guy is really giving a performance. I really give it to. He, he made some choices. He made some big choices. And this is why I couldn't figure out if this was supposed to take place on the East Coast or the West Coast. Because that accent is like straight up New England. That is a New England accent. That guy? That guy. What do you think it was? He was like trying to do a Savannah accent. Oh, that's why. Okay. So you thought he was trying to do the Kevin Spacey from Midnight in the Garden of Good Evil. Yes. Okay. That's what it sounded like to me. Not. Not Herman Munster from Pet Cemetery. More Kevin Spacey. I, I could okay, I could see Herman Munster from uh, Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Oh, you know, I found. You know, he did stay here. I don't know what accent I just did. Uh, that that was actually Savannah accent that came out. <laughs> it was supposed to be Herman Munster. It sounded like you you eased from a Rodney Dangerfield into yeah. Savannah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Stayed here the whole time. <laughs> Savannah. <laughs> Savannah. So, yeah. So, so the sheriff is asking him about it, and he goes, oh, yeah, that guy did stay here. You know, at this point, Ben, like, has a breakdown all of a sudden. He goes, uh, your wife loved him. Did he say that? Uh, so, after he asked Ben, they go up to the man's room, and... For some reason, he checked in this hotel without using his name, apparently. Um, and uh, so they go through his stuff, and they find a bunch of camera equipment. And then Ben, yeah, you're right, out of nowhere is like, oh, your wife loves him. And But said it real accusatory. Yes. He didn't say, like, your wife loves him. He says, your wife loves him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, your wife loves it was real, and I gotta say, this relationship, I didn't catch on to it for a while, about his wife, because I was like, because when that happened, I was like, oh, so the wife is cheating on him. Yeah, I thought I thought that's what Ben was saying. Like, oh, your that's wife's, what I, yeah. your wife's fucking this guy. That, that's the vibe Ben gave off, for sure, yeah. <laughs> that your wife is cheating on you, and with this man, but apparently I don't have enough self-control to maybe ease you into this. So it was just a real awkward scene. And what was great is the sheriff at that point had to act like, oh, okay. Like just this poor husband who discovered his wife is having an affair. So very interesting scene. Again, one of these scenes that was way too long in this hotel. Yep. It was way too yep. long. But at that point, we finally get to go to, uh, or no, I think we stop by the graveyard, right? And <laughs> Grandpa Joe is angry because he's bringing him these dead bodies that uh, he is he deems not worthy of his work, is what I'm getting. Is that the part that happens next? I don't know. Oh well. <laughs> oh, well. The next scene of note that I wrote down. <laughs> but I know what you're saying. Yeah. The grandpa or Grandpa Joe was pissed that he wasn't being able to do any open casket viewing. Yeah, which I mean 
yeah, it's not my fault that everybody that's dead doesn't have anybody to come look at them. I'm but, sorry. But the next scene to know that I had is when Sheriff goes back to his house. Right. Which is after the hotel because he, he thinks he's going to like confront his wife about yeah. um, this photographer guy who mm-hmm. Ben just said, hey, your wife might be having an affair. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, the point that I wrote down from that scene, he's talking to her and she's like, Oh, you seem down. Uh, <laughs> you stressed out. And yeah, then the sheriff kind of explains that they think they know who the photographer was. Yeah. The tone from the time he leaves Ben to this scene with his wife, I was like, am I missing something or is like, I just, they didn't do a great job of trying to show that one, he might think his wife's cheating Two, his wife is kind of giving him these weird vibes, weird vibes. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just kind of like, uh, all right, then I guess, uh, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. So he tells her who it was and then she kind of, gets emotional about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, eh, emotion's real strong for this lady. I don't know. If- this is what, <laughs> what she said. He goes, yeah, the body that was burned, that was George. And she goes, oh, he was all burned. Ew. And she goes, ew. Yeah. <laughs> Such a wild reaction. Ew. <laughs> ew. Not in, oh my gosh, oh no. It was, it was George, really? She goes, <laughs> yeah. Ew, she might as well went, gross. <laughs> Burned body. Now, at this point, does she reveal that his name's George? That's how it happened, right? Oh. Fuck it, who cares? I, we find out that Freddie's real name is George. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about, George. And then George, we. Also, I believe at this point, find out that George is <laughs> He's alive. still alive. He's burnt, I guess, 99% of his body, because all I see is a fucking eyeball sticking his, out. His left eye. Yeah. That's all I see. They the, the medical equipment they have in this town is something special, because George is wrapped like a goddamn mummy from... <laughs> yeah, so then that next scene... Is when we got at the hospital and we see George in his full fucking mm-hmm. gauze fit. Yes. Um, full mummy wrap. Uh, pretty wild. Again, the scene with the doctor and the nurse. Way too long. Way too <laughs> yeah. long. Look <laughs> at his chart. Well, I feel well, like. All right. I and think said I'm go absolutely. Yeah. And said nothing useful for the audience at all. Absolutely. It was the what like. Again, every one of these scenes should have been trimmed down by at least two minutes. <laughs> they and go on for way too long. That means this movie would have been 40 minutes long. <laughs> but you know what? It would have been great. It would have been great. It would have been great. Uh, uh, <laughs> so we're at this hospital. I don't know if you noticed this, but all the lights were off. Darkest room. Real dark room. Well, in the hallway, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was no one there. Yep. Empty Just hospital. Just the doctor, the sheriff. The nurse. Uh, two nurses, apparently. Well, one was a saboteur. <laughs> yes. Um, but w- that made me wonder, is that her profession? 
because I didn't see her anywhere else. So I don't, I don't know what's going on in this town. <laughs> but it does make sense that he would be the only person in the hospital because everybody else is dead. So no one needs. But how's this doctor employed? Fair enough. Who's paying for all this? And who's paying him? Yeah, who's paying this place? Okay, so then we see again. George is in his mummy garb, and then, like you said, the saboteur arrives. Yeah, so the bitch who was getting her picture taken at the beginning of the movie, uh, she shows up dressed as a nurse and stabs our poor homie George, <laughs> George. right in the eyeball with a syringe. With a longest um, needle like a, you've ever seen. Like a friggin' epidural <laughs> needle right in the eye. Stat, that was a great special effect, too. That really, really worked. Was. That worked really well. Nice. I like that one. Yeah. But... Another note I made on that was the doctor's like, well, because the sheriff arrives and he wants to question George. <laughs> oh, yeah. <yes>. And <laughs> he gets all serious and says, all right, will you come out and talk to me for a second? Yeah. Will you come out in the hallway? Again, this takes forever. It does. He walks him over to a bench. You see them walk out the door, 10 feet down the hallway, sit down and start to have a conversation. Hey, here's what he says. He says, well, Dan, the problem with you being able to talk to him is. He doesn't have any lips. He doesn't have any lips. (laughs) 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 Not that he's burned over. No. Uh, Dan, his vocal cords are destroyed from the... He's in a lot of pain. From the 12th degree burns he has. He's in a lot of pain. He's sedated. Uh, Doesn't have any lips left. Well, Dan, he won't be able to enunciate real well. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever tried to talk with just your teeth? (laughs) It's a real fire marshal bill situation over here, Dan. Oh God! <laughs> it was such a dumb line. <laughs> I know he's so serious about uh, it. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, if you saw this corpse before it was wrapped in mummy gear, it was a skeleton with just l- like little pieces of deli ham hanging on it. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> There is no way this thing, this guy's going to be able no. to talk. No, no, no. Um, so, yeah. So, at that point, then Lisa stabs him in the eye. And, and he's he dead. dies, finally. And then that's when we cut to the graveyard. And then we're in the cemetery. There it is. Yes. And I was immediately like, well, fuck. Does, do we know George lives in this town? Y'all, <laughs> y'all are just buried him here. Did you? They buried him, gave him the most artistic headstone i've ever yeah, seen like a wood burning um yeah. was it like, was painted i was like i'm not gonna <laughs> spend like a day looking for his family <laughs> no we gotta put this man in a hole right now he said he was from little rock <laughs> uh st louis st louis, louis. <laughs> like we know he at least lived there <laughs> They just said, well, we're going to bury him right here. I love Little Rock was your go-to. That's, <laughs> that's a pool right there. <laughs> it felt right. But, yeah, they just, all right. Well, you yeah. died here. We're going to bury you right now. Yep. Uh, get, right here. Uh, call the tombstone guy. Tell him to paint it up real nice. <laughs> get it. Get it. Get it. <laughs> we're, no, no. We're not just going to throw him in an unmarked grave. <laughs> God, they no. They just buried his ass. <laughs> and... The note I made about this was they put down that George was 30. 30. Now, listen, I understand forensic science is something that I don't quite understand. 
but we only know this man's name because someone knew it. This man has no <laughs> identification, can't answer questions because of his lips, apparently. <laughs> Who figured out George's age? Because <laughs> uh, they really wanted that on the headstone. Also, he definitely wasn't 30. <laughs> no, absolutely not. He was a... He was a a Roy Scheider 30. He was. He was straight out of Jaws 30. Oh, my God. That guy was pushing 42 at best. <laughs> but, yeah, that crack man was like, who <laughs> solved that mystery? <laughs> oh, it certainly wasn't him. So, yeah, 30. get over them just burying his ass so quick. <laughs> just <laughs> in this shitty town. In this shitty town. Didn't try and find any family, <laughs> anything. Um, huh, so, uh, yeah, so at that point, we jump. The family shows up lost. Is that where we jump to, or does it go back to? Well, that's the most, that's the next notable thing. Notable I thing. I We do jump into, what's his name, Dan? Who's the, the sheriff? sheriff? Yeah. Dan. So we go back to Dan's house. Is this next where he's looking for his shells or his bullets? And he finds the book in his wife's uh, drawer. Oh, I don't know. I know that part. <laughs> yeah, I, remember, I remember that part. Oh, no. You know what? It was after later. the tourists. I think that's later. Because there was a real important thing that he did not tell his wife. That's Yes. So the mm. tour- three tourists show up. Yes, a husband, a wife, and a young boy. They are lost. They are driving. They stop into the diner to ask for directions. You see the famous waitress uh, that I mentioned before, the waitress gang leader. Uh Uh-huh. And they need some gas and directions. Obviously, it's going to be a trap. Yeah. See that from a mile away. Mm Mm-hmm. So they drive off. Well, thinking bef- that the guy is going to help them get their gas pumped. Well, before we do, we do have a reveal in this scene. And the waitress asks, says, sure, you can get some gas. And she asks Freddy to show him where it is. And turn around, and it's our old friend, Freddy slash George, who is somehow back from the dead. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't put that together. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on just a goddamn minute. <laughs> I, I looked at his name tag and everything, but I didn't look at his face. Now, hold on. What did you... <laughs> that changes everything. Why did you think the sheriff took his picture? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> That yeah. really took some plot out of this for you. Well, that's why I laughed so hard when he was taking his picture. <laughs> we got to get there, but that blows my mind. That's why I asked about the drunk showing back up. Uh, okay. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, okay. <laughs> we'll get there. That makes so much sense. God, that's funnier to us <laughs> right now, but. And now that I think about it, that was obviously him. I don't know. <laughs> It was the outfit, I guess. Uh, I so, I guess Freddy was repurposed to be the gas station attendant? <laughs> Freddy slash George, I should say, was uh, reassembled to be the gas station attendant in this town. <laughs> At that point, 
I can't believe you didn't know that was him. Um, so at that point, the three tourists, I guess, are following Freddy and are distracted and run into a uh It was really foggy. That's what and dark as so foggy. Um and run into a um Telephone. electrical pole. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, this is I wrote down the assumptions on this wife. Oh my god. Is out of this world. If okay, so this wife, uh you find out their kid, I mean, their kid obviously hit their head at the abrupt stop. And I thought the dad slammed the kid's head into the horn when he pulled him over the seat. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess not. But anyway, so the kids hurt his head. The mom says that the house right by the uh, electrical pole had a light flicker. Had a light flicker. So they decide to go up to the house. Now, I guess this was 1981. We don't have cell phones or anything of this nature. So I guess it might make sense. I don't know. But what really doesn't make sense to me is the trope of knocking on a door, it opens, and people just walking right the fuck in. Oh, that means I can come in. Yeah. That's fine. The old Texas chainsaw. Oh, well, it's open. (laughs) I wrote that down. I said, who just walks in a house? Who does this? It's it's also pitch black in this house. Mm -hmm. This whole sequence, I was just like, this lady's ridiculous. And again, another very long sequence. <laughs> also, she said, we need to get some ice or a cold compress. She says that at least seven times. At least seven times. It might have been twice, but it felt like seven. I feel like she mentions it every few... No, we need the compress. It's like, like, okay. He barely bumped his head. Why do you... Yeah. And I hate to tell you, if it's a concussion, the compress isn't going to do much of shit. So um, they're walking through this house. This stranger's house. Yep. No lights are on. They're saying hello. No one's answering. She's Everything's like, covered in like ten inches of dust. And she's adamant. She's like, "No, I saw a light. I saw a light." And then she goes, "I hear something in the basement." Or you know, she tells the husband, "Oh, you just need to go down the basement and change the fuses." <laughs> Okay, so this is what I heard. I heard her say, I hear them. They're in the basement. They're probably changing the fuses. That's what I heard. That makes way more sense. (laughs) I thought she told him to go change the fuses. Oh, no, no, no. I wrote, fix the fuses? What the fuck? Fuck no. You go fix the fuses. What do I look like? (laughs) Now, keep in mind, either one makes no sense. (laughs) There's no reason Hey, they're in the basement fixing the fuses. The assumption on this bitch, like, how do you know? Like, what do you mean? Uh, I thought she told him to go do that. And I was like, obviously, if I have to go fix the fuses, this house is vacant. And there's going to be yeah. nothing here for us. Yeah. Well, what do you think I'm going to do? <laughs> do I don't know what I was doing during this movie. I'm way Now, off. look, you could be absolutely right. But again, no, no, that makes either scenario is so fucking dumb. <laughs> so... <laughs> So the husband then goes into the basement, and I will say, and I think you pointed out, something that was really good, a good creepy in this, was the uh, shadows behind the... Outside the windows. Outside the windows. That was great. I loved the uh, people. They were really lurking out there. Some real lurkers. 
Uh, now, what made me mad was is that the kid was staring at it and not notifying anyone. Yeah, this kid grew up to be one of the campers in Friday the 13th Part 2. Absolutely. <laughs> Just no. Un- unobservant little asshole. The most unobservant. Um, so at that point, the dad, who, give this guy some credit, brave as fuck, goes in the basement with nothing but some no, matches. No, no. You wouldn't have caught my ass dead <laughs> going down in that basement. <laughs> I mean, the pitch is black. First of all, uh, you would have heard somebody talk. If it was that they were fixing the fuse box. They were screaming for people. Yeah. They also like knocked over the piano. <laughs> Did everything to make Someone a noise. Someone would have come acknowledged you. Yeah. I promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at that point, the dad comes back upstairs and he's like, there's no one here. And then the whole fucking town apparently busts the through this whole house. town. Comes in this house ready to kill all these people. Brandishing weapons, ready to kill them. Uh, the, they escape out a window. Uh, the dad does it while carrying a kid, you know. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. <laughs> he climbs down the side of this house with a kid on his back. Yeah. And then they make it back to their car as the townspeople approach. <laughs> and the next thing that happens just blew my mind. <laughs> Baffled me. There was a lady in the backseat of their car. She snatched that kid so quick. That snatched the kid. And then the mom <laughs> somehow rips the top of this lady's head off. And her whole skull is exposed. <laughs> I thought it looked like she just ripped off like a seven-inch square patch of hair. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess, knowing how the rest of the movie goes, makes more sense now. But at the time, you're like... Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, this lady snatched this old lady's fucking hair off. And part of her fucking scalp. Um, so yeah, rips the head off. They throw the lady out the door and drive off, only to be surprised that that same lady has somehow crawled onto their hood of a moving car and starts bashing through the window. And then they, f- I guess they get her off at that point. And then we just forget about this family for a little bit. Yeah, they just drive off into the night. They drive off into the night. We're just kind of left with, I guess they escaped, right? Yeah. And and then at that point, we go into what you and I thought was one of the... Ladies and gentlemen, the scene immediately following that one, (laughs) where we're brought back to our sheriff, might be one of the most insane... Sequence of events. Sequences in cinematic history. I mean, (laughs) I mean, I guess knowing what happens in the rest of the movie, it makes a little bit more sense, but not much. But at the time, we don't know anything. Yeah. So I'm going to explain what happens. So we are in the sheriff's car, his Bronco. Yes. He's driving down the road person runs out in front of the the car he hits them he's obviously concerned yeah he hit a person he runs out gets out goes to check on them and absolute chaos and (laughs) he looks over to the grill of his truck there's a severed arm mashed into it (laughs) the guy jumps up from off the ground yeah well, first, the the hand of the severed arm grabs the sheriff. Oh, yeah, it's moving. It's moving, yes. Then the guy jumps off the ground. 
karate chops the sheriff yes in the neck <laughs> snatches the arm and runs and away, runs away. <laughs> it was so insane and again no context whatsoever of what is really happening here all you see is a man hit somebody a arm is moving <laughs> that's been severed from a body and a dude karate chops the sheriff grabs arm runs away it is the wildest sequence I've ever seen. It is so crazy. I was so confused. I think we laughed so hard at that scene. <laughs> it was incredible. I mean, it doesn't make sense at all until the you reveal. find out what happens. Yeah, because at this point, I'm not thinking, oh, these people are reanimated corpses. I'm just thinking these are regular people. <laughs> Which, ladies and gentlemen, these are all reanimated corpses. Yeah. What we find out later on is these are dead bodies that have been brought back to life. But at this point, we just thought it was a crazy town folk. Yeah. I didn't know there was a mystical element to this. So we are <laughs> at that point. Then the sheriff chases this person into once again, a like super dark barn, super dark um, barn that goes on for way too long. And, and nothing happens. And nothing happens. He ends up walking out, and this is where... He goes home. And- he goes home and is looking for his bullets. Yeah. Which, again, my whole note for when he was at home, how did he not mention this story to his wife? Like, wouldn't that be the first thing you say? Yeah, if I came home, I was like, Jill. You. Jill. You're never going to believe this. <laughs> I hit this guy and his arm fell off and then he chopped me and picked it up and ran away. It, the arm was attacking me stuck in my grill of my car. <laughs> didn't that would have been the first thing walking through the door, but apparently he doesn't even go over this with his wife. And again, this wife is the strangest... Strange cat. Strangest person I've ever met in my life. She's cleaning the silver, which is such of its day. Can <laughs> you... That doesn't happen anymore, right? Like, when did you? No one gets silver anymore, right? I mean, I don't have any. You're talking about like like silver, silverware, like. Well, no, no, no. Everybody has silverware, but no, like no, this lady like has it. like precious silver things <laughs> that she must clean. Trinkets, <laughs> yeah. She's got silver trinkets. Yeah, like she's is, cleaning her she's, precious yeah, silver. She's polishing these things. Like that can't be a thing people still do, and if they do, why? <laughs> who needs that <laughs> so the sheriff's at home looking for his bullets digging through drawers and he finds oh the, yes very important <laughs> finds this old book that's titled witchcraft and voodooism i stared at that title trying to figure out what that second word was voodooism <laughs> i think we both felt that and, and when I saw voodooism, I said, okay. <laughs> Prop department, not great. <laughs> really phoned it in that day. Voodooism. So he finds this witchcraft and voodooism along with a dagger. In his wife's drawer. And yes. he decides to confront his wife about the book and dagger, but mm-hmm. not mention the... The supernatural the event that supernatural happened. supernatural occurrence. Not an hour earlier. <laughs> Uh, and he's so, really yeah. grilling her about this voodoo and witchcraft. And she's like, no, I'm just going to teach it in class. I'm a teacher. It's fine. Yeah. And the way she delivers this information is so strange and so unbelievable that you're just like, oh, this bitch is lying the whole time. And there's always a segment 
that she kind of makes up for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it always seems like, again, more it, red herrings. Yeah, because then it cut to her in the classroom. You're like, oh, she's actually teaching this. Oh, lesson. she is teaching it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, weird <laughs> that you teach that. Strange. Yeah. I mean, I get that you want to teach about witches, but and maybe even voodoo. But she's going in some real detail about uh, actual voodoo ceremonies. Yeah, these was... are pretty impressionable ages. Uh, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. let's not do that. You really go into a lot of detail um, here. So after the sheriff confronts the wife about the voodoo witchcraft, uh, we, the next thing I have down, unless you have some, is we, we cut to the hitchhiker. Yes. The There's a young... Younger girl hitchhiking. Mm-hmm. Old truck pulls up. Weird dudes talking to her. She gets in the truck, obviously, because she's an idiot. They drive off to an old boatyard. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, there's the town. They pull town out of the again. truck. Smash her head with a rock. Smash her head with a rock. Now, I do have to say, during that scene where the hitchhiker picked her up, they don't show the driver at all. They don't. And I was expecting a big reveal, like this is going to be somebody we're unexpecting. Yeah. And when they do finally reveal it, oh, it's no fucking body. Yeah, it's a town guy. It's just a regular now, guy. Well, my big thing here that I was kind of confused by, this seemed like a very random encounter. And yet, the whole goddamn town was at this boatyard to kill this girl. <laughs> yeah. How'd they coordinate this? Are they telepathic? I, I don't know. He didn't call anyone from that truck. It was 1981. Was there a meeting where they said, look, I saw this hitchhiker. Go pick her up, bring her here, and we'll uh, smash her in the face. I, that's the only <laughs> way. That's the only way. Yeah. They, they couldn't just be hanging out there all day hoping that somebody picks up somebody. <laughs> yeah, this is where they... I, so that was confusing. Yeah, they sure. Some sort of notification network. Yeah. Um, and and I want to say we immediately cut from that scene... To, to once again, Grandpa Joe, Grandpa Joe jerking off in the mortuary, getting to repair this lady's face. He really likes repairing people's faces. Oh, he loves it. Again, great special effects on the facial reconstruction on this lady. Yeah, cuts her face completely off. Yeah. And, and then you see like a slow time lapse of him rebuilding her face. <laughs> rebuilding it. And I know, okay, so this is going to be a little mean, but... This lady's nose is something special. Sharp. A straight-up Michael Jackson nose. But Later look, in life. <laughs> looks fine from dead on. Yeah. It's the profile shot. Oh. The profile is what kills it. <laughs> straight out of Whoville. And, the you know, the more I think about it, that can't, that that's a nose job. There's no way that's a natural nose. I don't know. That's... It was too pointy for that. It was very pointy. Pointy, pointy, pointy nose. Yeah. Blew my mind. Anyway, so pointy nose. Um, so, yeah. So, we have her. Uh, and then we see Grandpa Joe walk away. Now, I don't know about you, but at this point, I was pretty much suspecting Grandpa Joe yeah. was involved in this somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, again, this red herring of this movie trying its best. Because he turns off the lights and walks out. Walks out the door. But then this other person... In a different outfit, walks up to the body, starts rubbing its face, and holy shit, the body comes back. It appeared to, life. to be a lady. I think it was trying it to say, felt feminine. Hey, it's the wife. The wife. 
Yes. Yeah. Because we saw that she loves a dramatic she's, outfit. And she's got the voodoo book and the dagger. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. It was trying um, to throw us off. Um, and bam, she comes back to life. Yes. So then we're like, okay, clearly all the dead bodies are coming back to life. Yeah. So now we kind of have an idea. Oh, all of the, they died and they're coming back. Okay. So it is witchcraft and voodooism. So at that point, we now cut to, uh, oh, his wife asked him to get some film developed. (laughs) (laughs) And this threw us off later on too. Again, technology. But so his wife says, this is the film the kids used all the camera equipment for, and I need you to go get it developed. So he takes it to the local pharmacist and gets it developed. And at the same time, he drops off some samples of the skin from the front of his truck that he collected to get tested at the hospital. By the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That was my note. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the way this doctor keeps his job is he, He, one. He does forensic pathology. He does forensic pathology. He apparently processes all the labs in this (laughs) hospital. He's working real hard for this job. (laughs) And so the doctor informs uh, Dan that the samples he gave was from a body that had died months ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. So again, just reiterating, uh, all of these people have died and have been brought back to life. And then at that point, we get to see our doctor meet his end. Oh, Lord. In the most special way possible. (laughs) He's in his laboratory, which is the only way to describe it. Not anything you would see in an actual hospital. He had Never. Fucking Bunsen burners and <laughs> bubbly and beakers. Designed in a way of like a hamster. Yeah. <laughs> a hamster maze. It Going is, all throughout. It is the biggest set piece I've ever seen of lab equipment. It looks like it would have been in uh, one of the Joel Schumacher Batman movies. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. It was straight off that set. Yeah. And... So apparently he's sitting there, and I don't know what he's looking at on the microscope. I think he was seeing the reanimated tissue. It, okay. It must have been, like, living somehow. All right. He, it sure wasn't explained to me that way. No, it so. wasn't. It wasn't. But he was excited <laughs> But not surprising. Not and, surprising. Um, yeah, so that there's the town folk. <laughs> Showed back up in the, the hospital. Office. And they shove two tubes up his, or into his face. Is it up his nose or down his throat? I can't remember. I think they go up his nose. Oh, boy. Yeah. But he goes, no, that's acid. (laughs) And then I was like, why do you have, like, acid spigots? Yeah. Like, you have a a tap. But you have a tap for yeah. acid? They turn something on because the acid begins to flow. <laughs> it just flows out of these hoses. And, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Lord. The the special effects so far in this movie were really good until we get to this doctor's death. And it looks like a scene from fucking Gumby. <laughs> <laughs> it was claymation. This, oh, my God. That was a terrible head. <laughs> So bad. So bad. That fake fucking head they used was just, that had to be a last minute addition. Like, we got to add this somehow. <laughs> uh, we got to get to that one hour, 30 minutes. Yeah, we're really short, guys. Yeah. We've already extended all our scenes as long it as I can. It was <laughs> so bad. It, it blew me away. 
it's because of all the good the good effects we've had so far and then that happened i was like well that's a fucking letdown oh my god so yeah we see the doctor's gumby head melt and then this was not good not good guys it's like when you um what if you've ever eaten like an ice cream that's supposed to look like a character you know, like a, I got a SpongeBob ice cream cone. Okay. <laughs> okay. And but it never looks like the picture. This is never. what that guy's, this That's is what what that guy's, guy's look like. Okay. For no reason whatsoever, I was imagining like a oh, vanilla ice cream cone, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense okay. now. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, analogy. that was all me. That one was me. <laughs> yeah, we're all over the place tonight. Holy but shit. Yeah, so his, they melt his face with his acid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, that's it. That's it just that's a, it, really. It just a bad head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in that point, we then go to... Uh, holy shit, where are we going now? Oh, uh, well, Dobbs is meeting with... Dobbs is Grandpa Joe, sorry. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's meeting with the sheriff to tell him that that girl's body had gone missing. Mm-hmm. Um, because it got up and walked away. So he's <laughs> trying to report her missing. He was like, That's I right. was going to bury her today. And again. Yeah. You're not going to look for this girl's family? <laughs> no. Yeah. You just... <laughs> We gotta get these bodies in the ground. This was not a person we know. They don't live here. <laughs> Stop burying all these people. <laughs> we gotta look. <laughs> we can't just bury these bodies. Oh, so yeah, he really wants to get these bodies in the ground. Um, <laughs> I think some other stuff happened before that. Like the hotel guy goes to the sheriff and goes, Oh, yes, yes, yes. George is at the gas station. Okay, that gas. was my second point. What did you think he was saying? Why did you think he was saying that? Andrew, I <laughs> honestly don't know. <laughs> Forgot that even happened. <laughs> but <laughs> to live in your mind at that moment, well, okay. like, huh, how weird. <laughs> what a weird thing to add to this movie. <laughs> so, and then all of a sudden... <laughs> Later, after Ben tells the sheriff that, the sheriff does like a drive-by, oh, slams yeah. on the brakes at the gas station, takes like 95 pictures of George. Who's just drives, staring at him. And then just drives off. Drives off as fast as possible. We laughed out loud at that, too. That's a great scene. It was especially funny for me. because like, You really didn't know what was happening. <laughs> So there were three major events that you just (laughs) passed on completely. I don't know what happened. That's fine. (laughs) Sheriff, this guy looks exactly like the dead guy. Gosh, that's weird. They put that in this movie. (laughs) Why did he go take pictures of him? He didn't even... No one knew what he looked like. Yeah, who cares? So what? (laughs) You get all these Polaroids. I didn't... (laughs) Yeah, no one had an ID on him. (laughs) No. We don't have his... We don't have... At Picture. best, we guessed he was 30. <laughs> I don't even know how. How did. I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Anyway. <laughs> oh, wait, he must have been on the film. What? <laughs> that got developed. Janet's film. Maybe the sheriff was going to compare his Polaroids to Janet's uh, uh, film. Oh, okay. 
okay, yes. I get what you're saying <laughs> you now. The saying film, that? yes, yes. Okay. I so, thought, I, no, no. He gave it to Betty, who's the uh, the goofy, uh, I guess, assistant at the sheriff's department. Oh, yeah, yeah. See and this is the guy that's missing. And again, because I don't know 80s technology very well, he he basically goes to the sheriff's office and he asks Betty to... I forget what he calls it, but he asked her to type something up it's and like, send it to another police officer. It's like a teletype. Yeah. And my in my mind, I was like, oh, Betty's going to type this up and have to, like, mail this. <laughs> like, this should take a long time. I didn't realize it went there immediately. I think it's like a telegram. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Back, back on track. Yeah. But at the same time, he gave Betty the picture and said, and send this to St. Louis and see if... Oh, no. He said, call St. Louis and see if they can send us the ID... On George slash Freddy. See if this is their missing guy. Yeah. Exactly. So Betty's very excited to type this up. <laughs> and she handles all this. And the other police department uh, responds and talks about Grandpa Joe's character, Dobbs, and how Dobbs was kicked out of Rhode Island. By the way, don't know how Dan knew that Dobbs was from Rhode Island. <laughs> But he writes straight to the Rhode Island Police Department. So, <laughs> yeah. So Dobbs was. It sounded like he was like lost his medical license. <laughs> things for doing weird stuff to dead bodies yeah. in Rhode Island. Yeah. So then we're like, okay, Dobbs is doing. He's up to something. This is all Dobbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's up to something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have like the big confrontation. Yes. Between the sheriff and grandpa Joe Mm -hmm. at the mortician's place. Yes. It's finally revealed that it is Graham. Oh, what did we miss? Actually, before that sheriff watches the film. Yes. That's right. Janet. You know, his wife, Janet. Yes. In a snuff film. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like a, just a black and white film. People walking up to a window, see two, let's see a couple having sex, and then all of a sudden the girl from underneath reaches around and starts stabbing the guy in the back. In the strangest way possible. It's very and awkward. No power behind it. I don't, I don't <laughs> know how you're getting any depth with that stab. No. And then that snuff film, <laughs> it was <laughs> it. A town person came out of every possible <laughs> door, window, a closet. I, yeah, yeah, just coming out of everything. <laughs> Off the bed. This is the silliest fucking looks. It on was so wild. They just kept coming out of places. And Janet's like posing for the camera. And then we see Dobbs or Grandpa Joe smiling at the end. And the sheriff screams, Dobbs. Yeah, so then we know, okay, this is all some sort of weird sick game and then he goes and confronts Dobbs. That's right. So then it's fine the the twist ending or whatever it is is revealed that Dobbs or Grandpa Joe is using voodoo witchcraft or whatever it may be to uh resurrect bodies uh after he completely reassembles them and he apparently also has the magic to tell them what to do <laughs> and he like touches them up Every so often. Yes. It's kind of like a... Uh, um, a death becomes her situation. Yes. 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 Death becomes her situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and then we're told, okay, yeah, Janet's dead, mm-hmm. and she wanders in, and he, Dan starts shooting her. And then all of a sudden, she has a re- the revelation that she is actually dead. Yeah, and then she just demands to be buried. That's I'm gonna be honest. That was a really good sequence of events that was both creepy and sad at the it same was time. Sad, but I don't yeah. understand the development of it. Oh no, it doesn't make sense at all. Like, um, okay, so you yeah. shoot them three times. They snap out of it, realize they're dead, and then want to be buried. Does burying them break the curse? I don't think so. I don't know, but he buried her in yeah. a very slow, like the one handful of dirt at a time. When I say and then it one... culminates that this must have taken hours to do. <laughs> Janet, the wife finally just pushes all the dirt on her face herself <laughs> and just lays there. And then the whole town shows up with flowers. Yeah. With flowers. All the dead town folk. And we realize everybody in the town is dead. Even Betty who, and they're starting to, uh, their makeup starting to run and break and all that kind of stuff. So we now know that everyone in town is dead. Yeah. And I'm sorry, before they went to the cemetery, he shot Grandpa Joe in the stomach. Yes, he did. And then we'll explain what Grandpa Joe's doing all this. But mm-hmm. yeah, so the whole town shows up and like offering their condolences. It, it was because my thought was is everybody in town is like, oh, we're finally free. Because right after he uh, shoots his wife, he shoots Grandpa Joe. And I was like, oh, Grandpa Joe's about to die. And all the townspeople are like, oh, I thought they had a Janet awakening where they're like, oh, thank God, we can finally be put to peace or whatever. And that was not what happened (laughs) at all. Not what happened. No. Uh, After they all lay down flowers and apologize to Dan. They try to kill him. They (laughs) kill him. They tried to kill him. They sure did. They tried <laughs> they, to kill him, but he got up and ran away. <laughs> Dan, and again, this is the oddest sequence, this whole ending. Just, he shoots Grandpa Joe. He then has to bury Janet, who's screaming to bury her. Bury her, And he's scooping handfuls of dirt. <laughs> All the while, Grandpa Joe is trying to... He's embalming himself. <laughs> And putting on makeup. Smearing the biggest makeup all over him. To prepare, him, prepare himself to be resurrected. And if any of you have wanted to see Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka put lipstick on, <laughs> you get it in this movie. This is the movie for you. This is the movie. So then uh, Grandpa Joe makeups, <laughs> embalms himself, and then it just cuts to him laying lifeless. And that's what I was saying. It seems like, oh, Grandpa Joe died. And now the souls are free. Not so. He come. He comes back to life. Yep. So the townspeople try and kill Dan. Dan runs back in and sees a very sprightly Grandpa Joe back to life. And Dan, at that point, like grabs his face. Uh, no, at that point, Dan looks up at the screens that Grandpa Joe is playing. And he sees the person that his wife had stabbed was actually himself. She had stabbed Dan. Dan's actually a dead body. And it's he grabs his face and it re- he looks at his hands and reveals the skin is falling off his hands. 
And Grandpa Joe asked him to lay down that he'll fix those for him. And yep. that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. Yes. That is and that he is our movie. Dead the whole time. He was dead the whole a real Bruce Willis. So yeah, so that's the end of our movie. Here. So big reveal. Mm-hmm. Um but now that we know all of this. Yes. It really I just have an issue with the operation of the town. <laughs> yeah. Because basically that means almost every single person in the town is dead. No, it, it, every person in the town is dead. Absolutely everybody. <laughs> and apparently anybody who comes to the town. Uh, with the exception, okay, so the doctor wasn't dead. Oh, yes. So, well, really? The doctor was the last person that wasn't dead. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Unless there's just people that they didn't show in the town, but it seemed like they were saying this is everybody. Yeah. So why do they like have jobs? You know, it's a real, and do they, you know what it brings me back to? Uh, it brings me back to the shining (laughs) with all these ghosts that have jobs now at the overlook hotel. Like it's a real Grady situation. Like it almost, I, I guess what it's, saying is that Grandpa Joe brought them all back so he could basically, I guess, be like a builder or whatever, and he just told them to do their normal shit and kill people and bring well, them to him. he said he does give them memories, but... So I guess I at guess... best, all they do is just operate normally every day. <laughs> but that's not normal, because they always kill people. <laughs> well, yeah. So... But other than that, I think it's... All right, go work at the diner. Go work here. I guess they make food, and I guess they eat. Maybe he doesn't want to like keep track of them, so he's just like, "Go do your shit." <laughs> I don't want you all hanging around around me. That's kind of weird. Just come back when you need a touch up. Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, we'll come do this again. <laughs> so yeah, that was it. That was mm-hmm. that was the movie, Dead and Buried, nineteen eighty one. So want to get into our ratings? Let's get into it. Okay. Let's get into them. So first and foremost, let's go give our like mini awards here. Why don't we start off with uh, this dumb bitch award? Who do you got, Blaine? That would be the wife. <laughs> Not Janet. The wife in the car. The tourist wife. The tourist wife. That was literally was mine as well. <laughs> insistent on going in this old, decrepit... <laughs> dark ass house and never shutting up and n- <laughs> never shutting up about did it. not understand this house was abandoned opened a fridge trying to get ice it's like what are, what give me a break. what are you doing look at the look at the fridge <laughs> there are it's an ice box it wasn't even there like are a, cobwebs everywhere <laughs> this house was abandoned yeah dumb bitch for sure saying that either Ordering her husband to check the fuse box or thinking someone was fixing the fuse box. Either way, you know what? this I, dumb bitch. <laughs> and you can't say the husband's because I'm, I'm a husband, and sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to do what your wife tells you to do. Yeah, you know, can't blame him. You'll get, you'll get shit for it later. Get yelled at. Yeah. So I get it. She was, yeah, she's a dumb bitch. 
Yeah, dumb bitch. Dumb bitch. All right. Why don't we move to Creep Show? Creep Show. I'm gonna go with the snuff video. That was pretty. That was as wild as it was. Was creepy. Yeah. It was a pretty creepy well, scene. It, that one itself, and then like the compilation video in the background. <laughs> yeah. Showing where it was like all the video footage from. Yeah, the killings, the all the screens that uh, Grandpa Joe set up just to have this yeah. last moment. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the snuff videos were creepy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah, I get that. Uh, mine were actually my creep show was the sheriff's wife herself. There huh. wasn't a scene she was in that I was not creeped out by her in some she way. She was weird. She no. was a weird soul. Who could have been great in that role? Who? Desiree Gould. She would have shined. She would have. Shined. She would have owned that. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Those are just for my class. <laughs> I believe there's a whole bag of cameras. <laughs> oh man! Missed opportunity. So missed. I hope she auditioned for it. Hmm. But yeah, the sheriff's wife, uh, whose name I can't think of, the second. Janet. Janet. Super weirdo. And everything. She was strange. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about this made the final cut? This made the final cut. There's there's only one real answer here. Oh. And that's that fucking melted malt chocolate ball of a face <laughs> that they used for the doctor. Oh, the face. Yes. Okay. It was so terrible. <laughs> Sadly, that was not mine. Oh, okay. But I get where you're coming from. I kind of give it a little leeway because the rest of the special effects were so good. I was well, like, that's why it doesn't get leeway. That's like, true. No, you had. That's I know a fair you, point. I know you had the capability to do better. <laughs> you just did. Why didn't. didn't you do better? Yeah, should have been better. Mine was actually so when. <laughs> When Dan arrives and sees Grandpa Joe in the final scene, and he sees in the snuff video his wife die, the actor goes into the worst cry I have ever seen. (laughs) It was something special. It was pretty bad. Oh, I was like, that shouldn't have been in there. They should have done that actor a favor and cut that out. <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> it was so fucking strange. So, yeah, that was mine when the sheriff lost his shit <laughs> at the end of the movie. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Well, now that we've given our awards, mm-hmm. uh, really the only thing we have to do is go through our ranking system and give it some scores. Let's do that. So, as we do with all of our movies in the horror movie bracket, mm-hmm. um, we're going to walk through a couple categories and give a you know, one to five score in each. Mm-hmm. These obviously don't matter for anything, really. <laughs> no. Um, in our snap judgments, or really in our brackets either, but uh, <laughs> anywhere, like do them just to kind of give you an idea of well, where we sit with the film. So, yeah. first category is the scare factor. Andrew, <laughs> how scary was this movie? Now, yes, I just want to reiterate that you did have a clutch your pearls moment. 
I jumped in this movie. I and did I have jump. Not seen you do that in any of the movies we've watched so far. And I don't think I have, to be honest with you. Um, this movie had some good creeps in it. It had that jump scare of mine. Yeah. Um. So I think I got to give this a a solid two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. All right. It had some good moments. I mean, they weren't great, but it was decent. Not quite a three, but definitely not a two. Okay, okay, okay. I gave it a three. Wow, okay. Um, just, I don't know why. <laughs> now that I think about it, I, that was my, my, my gut reaction. I just went three. Okay. Um, because we did get the good jump scare, and at the beginning... Like they were kind of brutal. The killing. It was a pretty g- brutal. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna tie the brutality of it into the scare. Okay. Um. And I don't like groups of people doing things. No, especially against one person. Yeah. That's just. Yeah. No, I don't like it. So yeah. I'm gonna go with a three for the scare. I like it. So our next next category yeah. <laughs> is the suspense factor. So, Andrew, this movie leave you feeling a little, uh, uh, no, you know, not a <laughs> I mean, suspense wise, uh, the only suspense I got in this movie was when they were in the abandoned house and the husband was downstairs with the match. Yeah. Cause I was- kept imagining that he was going to light the match one time. It was going to illuminate someone's face. Right. Never happened. It didn't happen. Missed opportunity, I think. If that movie would have been made now, it yeah. Oh, happen. for sure. They for sure. They love that. In, they love in it. Movies. Um, but overall, I mean, that's the only really slow build. Yeah, that was it. Uh, the rest is it just happened. Yeah. You know? So I'd probably give it a one as okay. far as suspense goes. All right. For similar reasons, I gave it a two. Okay. Um. Just because I didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> I mean, agreed. There so is that little element that... That, and there was another... I guess when he was in that barn looking for the one-armed man, that was a, there was a little bit of suspense there. And that mm. pigeon flying out did give me a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to give it a two with suspense. Not Okay. It's not the kind of suspense I'm looking for in one of these movies where you got that whole build up to a climax. This was just right. kind of a little short snippet. So, <laughs> two. So, next category, characters and plot. Okay. So, how strong were the characters themselves? Not the acting skills, per se, but the the depth of the characters, the quality, um, and the quality of the plot. Mm. And or the uniqueness of the plot. I'm going to be honest. I thought I would say that this would have been like a great Twilight Zone episode or like a great like an anthology of something. You know what I mean? Like shorten it up. Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. yeah. Like a Tales from the Cryptor. Yeah. Something like that. So I give it a lot of I loved how it ended, actually. I thought the final shot with him saying, Now let me fix you. I thought it was great ending. That was very Tales of the Crypt. Yes, yes. Very Tales of the Crypt. So far as plot goes, it gets some pretty decent score because I truly didn't know what was going on for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I 
was I was really taken aback. Guessing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the acting, on the other hand, the we're not an acting. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Characters. characters. The character of Grandpa Joe, who plays Dobbs, was the best character I'd say by far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I loved the character of who is the hotelier Bob Ben Ben. Yeah, <laughs> I loved him, but I guess that goes more toward his weird acting. So <laughs> I'll, I'll hold off on that. Yeah. But I mean. Character wise, this wasn't <laughs> no, it's not. the this wasn't a shining star by any means. The only character I really liked was Grandpa Joe's Dobbs. So, as far as ki- plot and characters go, I'll give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a two point five. Yeah, I'll give it a two point five. All right, I'm gonna give it a two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I agree. I'll, the plot was. You know what? That was that was great. Yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> if you can keep me guessing that long. Yeah. Man, or just out of sheer absurdity at some points. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna get I, I the plot is carrying that score to two. Um the characters though was just Um they were there. <laughs> Grandpa Joe was a good character because again, he didn't really know what he was selling it. He yeah, was, he was selling the red herrings. Yeah, he didn't know mm-hmm. what he was doing. Well, the rest were kind of flat. Mm-hmm. Um, so a solid two for characters and plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that leads us to acting. So yep. we'll look at the characters and the actors' portrayals of those characters. How quality was the performance? I mean, I want to give Grandpa Joe some credit because, again, with an actor of a certain age. They'll get a piece of shit script, but still act the shit out of what they got. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think he did the best he could he with the did. material. Yeah. Uh, Dan was fine until he really had to act, and it was rough. Um, yeah. That crying scene. I liked Janet. Um, I didn't think she was the greatest actress, but she was doing something. So, I hate to say it, but again, I'm probably going to give it. I think Grandpa Joe gets a two. And I think everybody else gets a 0.5. So okay. a 2.5. 2. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I gave it as well. Okay. <laughs> um, really on the back of Grandpa Joe. It really was. <laughs> he carried this and movie. And Ben the hotelier. <laughs> yeah. Um, for what he was doing. He was doing the Lord's work. He um, was doing some real work on that. <laughs> so I think a 2.5 <laughs> as well. So to wrap it up, the last category is entertainment value. So, Andrew, mm-hmm. what'd you think? I'm giving it, overall, all coming together, a 4.5. Holy shit. I thought this movie was very entertaining. You know, I won't say it was the greatest horror movie that ever existed, but from start to finish, I was pretty entertained during this. That's a pretty damn good score. I would recommend this to other people, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun ride. Again, is it a wild, crazy, often not making sense ride? Yes. Is there some parts that could be shortened? Yes. And honestly, that's why I took .5 off, because there were some scenes that really need to be shaved. But overall, I don't know if there was too many frames in this movie that I wasn't entertained. All right. I don't feel that great about it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm going to give it a 2.5. All right. <laughs> because it was entertaining, but I'm a real stickler for time management. Yes. Yes, you are. And if I feel like I'm wasting time at any point during these movies, yeah, it it really detracts from the scores quickly for me. Understand. And like we said, every scene could have been trimmed down. The only ones that I think should have been longer were the ones that were really short. <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking karate chop one-armed bandit. The karate I, chop was... I I mean, for that alone, that deserves some major points. I mean... <laughs> it was entertaining. That, yes. That moment... That moment in the movie was something special. Oh, I, I wish I could have seen that in a movie theater. <laughs> that could have been astounding. <laughs> that would have been one of the all-time movie theater moments. Uh, <laughs> I really did love that. And, and <laughs> that's that at least got a point five in the score. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, so uh, 2.5 for me, a little bit long, but overall an interesting, fun movie. Um not too scary. No. Not too not too brutal. Not too appalling. Just a yeah. good a good time. A good time. I'll agree. It was a now, good time. This being our second snap judgment. I will say that I did not like this one as much as Humanoids of the Deep. Wow. Okay. Um Okay. So do with that what you will. Uh, <laughs> yep. Separate so, snap judgments, but so if we, it was so, let's do a snap judgment round. If it was humanoids versus this, you're going humanoids. You are talking about the movie? Yes. <laughs> the I movie. know you were like, are the humanoids gonna beat the, the <laughs> evil people from this movie? You know what? Why not? <laughs> who let's do you do think? Yeah. Who do you think? Um, well. I'm going to go with the dead people mm-hmm. because you, they're dead already. Yeah. There's no real stopping them. And I saw a child throw a javelin and kill one of those humanoids. <laughs> yeah, so this was, is true. <laughs> um, they can be taken out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They could be killed for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm going to go with the dead folks. I'll they have got, to agree. They got the numbers. Too. Yeah. They got a real uh, gang going on. <laughs> and they got, they got voodoo magic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Give me a break. They're winning. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to recommend one of the two, uh-huh. I would go with the humanoids recommendation. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, it's harder for me because I really liked them both. Yeah. Um. Fuck, I don't know. I, uh, that would call that would be me really nitpicking. I thought humanoids moved a lot better than this movie. The better pace. Better pace. I don't know. I just. I like what they were going for, maybe a little more in this movie. Oh no, the yeah, the overall product. <laughs> I, I don't know. Plot device was better than uh, uh, rapey sea creatures, mutated rapey <laughs> salmon. Yeah, um, that comes up on a woman who's trying to fuck a ventriloquist. But, <laughs> yeah, but they're both movies are completely absurd. Oh, they're absolutely uh, absurd. Just moment for moment. I gotta go with humanoids of the deep. Um, okay, just because you had. Uh, now, now we're 
straight up comparing the two. Yeah. But, <laughs> now we really are yeah, having a competition. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now we're there. Now they're in a bracket. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know if we should do that, but no, 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 no. <laughs> we'll just continue. It took too much with this bracket. We, we can't fuck. They're not fuck in bracket, but yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Okay, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll probably go with uh, Dead and Buried over Humanoids again. Both movies, I would highly recommend, especially if you love horror movies and cult classics. These, those two movies are these. You know, this and Humanoids are solid. Yeah, both available on Shutter. Yes. By the way. <laughs> by uh, the by yeah good time yeah it was a great time so so i'll just give it our total score mm-hmm. is 25 for okay. this movie and that is both of ours tied together 25 not bad for what we just watched yeah yeah i don't remember what humanoids is i don't remember what humanoids we'll have to was. go back and listen yeah. but overall Go listen to the Humanoids episode if you would like to figure out what that score was. Because yeah, I don't know if we will. Um, it so. is available for your listening pleasure. So, uh, yeah, I guess that wraps it up for Dead and Buried. Um, yeah, Snap Judgment. Again, We're fun done. time. Good times. Oh, boy, I hope Jill makes it out of that town, though. Oof. It's really rough. Wow. When she comes back, we might need to check her just to make sure. If her skin starts to peel off yeah, and her hands in the crack. shower and give her like a real hose down <laughs> see if any skin flaps appear. Exactly. Uh, or if her scalp just rips off very easily. Yeah, I'll give it a nice tug. When yeah. Comes um, yeah, that's another Snap Judgment episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, for Andrew, this is Blaine. <laughs> and for Blaine, this is Andrew. <laughs> hey. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Tune in next time. This has been Judgment. Judgment.